Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. Love it. So if you've got questions about today's episode, if you've got ideas or topics for future episodes, please contact us. Email address ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet to us, sfdiocese, hashtag ignition. Again, for if you're on Twitter, the handle is sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition, and uh, we love uh, hearing back from our listeners. Love it. Father, I'm outraged by today's topic. I cannot believe this. I can't believe we're talking about this. Unbelievable. Oh, man, this really gets me going. I'm so upset. Why, yada. yada. We're going to talk about outrage. Outrage. That's outrageous. Can you believe this? Unbelievable. Our ratings are going to go up if we're talking about outrage. (laughs) When we talk this way, how can our ratings not go up? Waitings. Waitings? Not go up. (laughs) Waitings. Dr. Fudd. Well, wabbits. (laughs) Duck season? Oh, that's... Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. They don't make cartoons like they used to. I'm sorry. What... You, you, well, hand-drawn animation. Va- Wagner's, uh, what is the name of the... Ride of the, the, Ride of the Valkyries. Yeah, Ride of the Valkyries. Yeah. Well, not, well, and also the, the Rabbit of Seville, the Barber of Seville, that's Rossini. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> that's outrageous. outrageous. I can't believe it. I'm just so upset with cartoons these days. <laughs> so, <laughs> what the heck are we talking about? I'll be out, out, how is outrage a topic? Well, outrage is a good topic because, I mean, I think it feels like we, li- I brought this topic up because it feels to me like we just live in this day of outrage. We do. Um, and just like, and going back to like a year ago this time with Ferguson, Missouri, you know, and, and like hands up, don't shoot and all the way to our own day. And I'm, I'm sure, I mean, we're airing this one a couple of weeks after we recorded. So something else is going to fill the gap between yes, now and then, yes. you know, but like, I mean, there's the Cecil the Lion. Yes. Uh, things uh, going on, uh, but we just we're just we cultivate this a- atmosphere of outrage. Right, right. It's a cultivated. Thing. It is cultivated. It's deliberate. You know, what are you outraged about now? Yep. And it, it's a in politics. It's across the political spectrum. It's it's all over the place. We're always somebody's outraged. Against, whoever the president is, we're all somebody's always always really mad at them. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I love the. Um, uh, there's a kind of a, it's on the internet meme actually, but like, you know, can't talk right now. Somewhere, someone on the internet is wrong. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, uh, so just, just outrage. Uh, and, go ahead. Well, I mean, there's, there's secular examples of it. There's Catholic examples of it. Yeah. So uh, Catholic examples, um, unfortunately, I mean, yeah, mass, what is it? Say the, say the red, do the black, say the red, do the black. Just, that's all you have to just do. To do it. But just some do it. people get very, very, very worked up, outraged right. when that doesn't happen. So or when it does happen. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, I face that outrage. That's right. Uh, so liturgical police, good yes. or bad, whether it's done the right way or the wrong way, people get outraged by sometimes how right. priests do right. or don't say mass. Um, 
and just like secular examples too, like things like with certain politicians or judges or activist judges, you know, you have uh, the Benghazi incident yep. uh, from, uh, gosh, that was in October 2012. Several years ago now, yep. But uh, all these things, you just, just kind of stir up this outrage. Blank gate. Blank gate. Yep. Deflate gate. There you go. Yeah. Sports. Sports, Sports world. We, right. Well, yeah. You know, like, oh, so-and-so disrespected Pete Rose, or yeah. Pete Rose dispre- disrespects baseball, or, yep. you know. Um, so, so it's a culture of, we live in a culture of outrage. It just feels like it's really, cu- cu- <laughs> feels like it's coming to a head over the past year, and I don't, I don't know what that is. Maybe, and, and maybe I'm just getting stuck and sucked into too much social media in that way, mm. and that's why I don't have a smartphone. <laughs> I'd be crazy if I did. Um, I would not know how to handle that. Oh. It'd be outrageous. Um, but, uh, yeah, so just because it's really coming to a head, I, I think there's a reason why outrage seems to be growing. What, what, do, you, what do you mean? Well, I don't think it's because there's more outrageous things going on. I agree. <laughs> right? I, yes. Yeah, yes. Things are, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get riled up myself here, Father. <laughs> I'm so outraged about this outrage. Things, yes, there there are mm. great evils. Yes, what are the NPR? Are ha- have mm. happened and are happening in our world today. Yes, there are great evils, but the great evils that are happening are very little different than the great evils that have happened in decades and centuries past and millennia. Yes, human nature is the same as always was. It's broken. Yes, and we've always done bad stuff oh, to yes. each other. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Yes, most certainly. So. I can't do that voice anymore. People, I mean, okay, that's not to minimize and not to negate the, the evil right. that's being done. Whether it's right, whether whether my my perception of evil, Doctor Bergwald, you don't understand right. what's going on. No, <laughs> bad things have always happened, right. and 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 here's the big thing. We're, I'm probably gonna get ahead of myself. Me being outraged doesn't help much of anything. What? Yeah. So. I think part of the thing going on is I think it's easier to be outraged than to actually do something. Amen. It's easier to, it's easier to throw up a hashtag campaign. Um, I was going to make fun of a political one. Because that, that makes all the difference in the world. I know. That's going to help your neighbor. Yeah. Me being upset is going to help my neighbor. So, yeah. So are, you, so are we just supposed to talk in NPR mm, voice? Yes. Walk around and be... Easy, and listen to easy jazz oh. music. Good afternoon. Now watch it there. And yeah. the, our engineer is going to get on. Our, that that's pushing it. Yeah, I know. But uh, no, no, but, no, no. We're not supposed to just walk around in this like medicated state no, of yes. of uh, uh, emotional monotone or emotional yep. uh, um, emotional minimalism. Uh, you know, our, our passions are there for a purpose, right? Right. right. Not just to get They're, riled up for one thing to the next, but actually to lead us to something. So, so passions are a proper, a true, it's not, that's not part of our brokenness. No. Our passions are part of who we are as human beings. But the passions do have to be redeemed. They have to be shepherded. Ordered. They have, they to, have be to be ordered, ordered by the integrated, grace of God. Integrated. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. But, but the, my, my capacity to become um, indignant is not by itself a bad thing. Right. Right, your capacity to feel anger, your capacity to feel sadness, your capacity uh, uh, to feel uh, joy, your capacity to feel attraction—those are not bad in and of themselves. They're they're good. Yes, they're not, they're not only not bad; they're good. In fact, Jesus had them. 
Exactly. Jesus was angry in the temple. Temple. When he saw Classic example. Uh, when he saw injustice being made against the temple of God. Yes. Jesus was sad at the death of Lazarus and encountering uh, the sour and mourning in the hearts of Martha and Mary and others. Yep. 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 So so passions are good things, mm-hmm. but they, they are ordered towards something. When they're properly mm-hmm. integrated, they're ordered towards something. And they're ordered towards action. Oh. Like 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 blogging and tweeting and Facebooking action? No, actual like action with your neighbor. Oh. Yeah. I've got a lot of friends. I'm uh, yeah. <laughs> On Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. You maxed out? <laughs> no, I'm oh, okay. not that many. Was that 2000? I don't know. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, But that's not, I mean, that's not weird. I'm talking about like with the people around you. No. And also too, like there might be ways, and we've done some ignition episodes on this where we're talking about specific things and specific things you can do. But um, again, when you do see something outrageous, it should lead you to act in some way. And, and, and And to judge and act. Okay, so what I was going to say is the act might be to instruct people about it. And mm-hmm. we'll talk more about this later. So it might involve social media. Right. It, we're not. Which be- is an effective way to instruct people. <laughs> well, but oh, we're. Oh, wait, we're on a. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not saying those things are, are bad responses. Again, it depends. It's like the patches. It depends how you use them. Are you actually using them to instruct the ignorant? Right. So we'll get, we'll get into that more later. Uh, but they're ordered towards something is the point we're on now. Our passions are ordered towards something. Our passions are ordered towards actions. Now, how do we act? What's What sort of like spirit do we carry ourselves in these actions? Yeah, so one thing that... The, the, we like the Hulk? Uh, he's well, acting. When he's Bruce Banner, maybe. No, but I mean, like when he's like green and angry. Oh, yeah. I'm always angry. Yeah, always angry. Yeah. Right. Uh, no. Wow. No. Wow. Because, especially speaking... Explicitly as Christians, Christ gave us, gives us his peace. And we're called fundamentally in our heart of it. We let not your hearts be troubled. I know that can be overused, right? Right. Right. But but it's still the words of our Lord. Let not your hearts be troubled. You in the world you have faced okay, scripture guy. You have faced uh you will face much trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Right. Question for you then. Yes. Does that mean you can't feel angry? No. Uh-huh. So that's but there, yeah, there's a tension there. Right. I can be at peace and still be indignant. And tension's good because in tension, there's creativity. Yes. There's no music without tension. Yes. Yeah. No story without tension. Right. Creative, no yeah. Drama no drama without tension. Yeah. I, can, I, can I just make a musical thing? Please. I was thinking about um, a, uh, a young man in Brookings, uh, not a college student, but uh, at the parish, uh, I, met, I met up with him with something and I met him at something. He said, oh, you know, I listened to the Ignition podcast. He said, I like how you reference the music of Rush from time to time. Oh, boy. And uh, and that uh, he said you don't always get it. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rush fans. And I I, I didn't even not think my I made that many references. To uh, Rush. Uh, enough. But I'm really grateful that Alex listens. I, Alex, I'm glad you listened to even if our musical tastes diverge a little bit. There we go. <laughs> so in Father, in this context, and um, I, I was struck several years ago. I came across a quote by one of our saints, um, our being. You know, not just mine or yours, but you know, our saints, saints. Catholic saints. Um, Saint Peter, Peter saints. Julian Amard, and I probably butchered the last name, but forgive me. Um, he, he he said this: He who wants only God and His will of the moment is always in a state of peace and fervor. 
Mm-hmm. I was really struck by the end of that. Yeah. Always in a state of peace and fervor. Because initially, well, how can you be at a state of peace and be fervent at the right. same time? But that's what we're talking about Does here. Does not like, compute. I am fundamentally not shaken by what's going on around me because fundamentally I trust in God and his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. By the power of the Holy Spirit. However, I can still be fervently seeking to accomplish his will in the world around me. Right. Uh, Putting forth vigorous effort while at the same time being confident that God will bring about what he wants to bring about and confident that he's doing what he's doing. His call for me to act in a specific situation, in a specific moment um, is a call for me to faithfulness to that call, but it's not, I don't have to worry about the success. Tying in that great quote of Mother Teresa, uh, God does, calls me to be faithful. He does not call me to be successful. Right, right. Switch, yeah. Verse vice. Yeah, yeah. God does not call me to be successful. He calls me to be faithful. Yeah. So I think the pressure for success in that way is what builds up this anxiety, this worry, this outrage, you know, when we don't see something happening in that way. Right. Now, that's different than maybe an anguish or a suffering at seeing the ongoing suffering of others, I think that's a permissible feeling in that way. And that anguish might be something that moves us onward as well. Um, but at the same time, it always has to be marked with this hope in God. Right. Yeah. Do, we, do, do I, am I really confident? Do I trust that he's got this? Right. That he will do what he has said he will do. Exactly. That he will bring justice. And even maybe that justice may not come until the universal judgment you know, when when all the living and all the dead are gathered together under the Lord of heaven and earth, under Jesus Christ, and judged uh, by him, maybe that's the only time we're going to see that final justice, but that we will see it. Yep, yep. And and I think then I think looking, you know, the 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 outrage that some people have about things going on in the church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do I trust and have confidence that Jesus again that this is His church and not not my church, my church, right? And and that while I can't influence others and call others to action in the sense that we're going to talk about that, but at the same time, you know, I need to be sure that I'm going about my own thing in in the proper way. And I think there's just a definite need for uh, before we before we kind of move on in this topic, still going about like how we carry ourselves out with fervor and peace. Uh, there's a need for emotional formation in this way. What do you mean by that? Uh, have we done, uh, we didn't prep this, but have we done an ignition like on the abolition of man? No. By C.S. Lewis? Lewis? No. Okay. Fascinating book. You've yep. read it? Yep. So, uh, you know, dear listeners, uh, C.S. Lewis, the Christian apologist, the children's author, uh, intellectual, writes a book called The Abolition of Man. And of course, you all know what it means to abolish something. To remove, destroy. Right. And so he's talking about what will destroy our humanity, uh, the abolition of man. And in it, he points out that we're losing this idea of, of the emotions as this, and the virtues as this integrating value in our life. Men without chests. Right. So we've got a gut and we've got a head, but nothing to integrate the two together. Right. And, uh, and I've talked about in, uh, here in this Catholic Diocese of Sioux Falls, where we use the circle of grace, uh, youth safety program, that's about emotional virtue. Right. You know, forming that there are things you should be upset about. And when you feel discomfort in this situation, that's right, because it is a discomforting situation. And next time you feel that same discomfort, you know, you should act on it. Yep. You know, Um, so there's there's a need for that growth in that way, for an emotional virtue. It's not just if I've got a head full of knowledge, but there needs to be something that integrates these things. Yep. Yep. So 
so connect that. So, so how do we do that? The Trial emotional formation. <laughs> Sorry, there's not a better just do answer. It. Practice makes perfect. Well, yeah, I mean, just but but being aware of it and then and starting to do it, and so, um, you know, uh, uh, we, in a certain sense, we're called to be formed by you know Catholic moral teaching, which says you know this is right, this is wrong, and that we should feel good about what's right, and we should feel bad about what's wrong. Right. You know, it's about a part of the forming of our conscience. So, kind of going the point you made just a little bit ago about you know feeling anguish or being anguished at something that's a right. good thing you know when we're when we're uh, being critical here of this this culture of outrage right. going back to you know we're not going to be walking in that, that medicated state that as you as you put it all is well right we're not we're not being pollyannish too we're, right. we're acknowledging the reality of evil and evil actions Correct. on the part of of men and women and we're not denying that and we should feel sorrow and and should be anguished over that how long oh lord precisely but then how, what does that lead? Again, what do our passions lead us to? What is the action that we And I think take? actually a great source of emotional formation this way for yourself, listeners, you know, if you want to grow in what it means to be a full human, full integrated human person is to read the Psalms. Right. The Psalms are a place of integrated humanity where there is lament about the state of things, acknowledgement of our own powerlessness, and yet entrusting ourselves to God. Yep. Yep. Right. Lament being even complaint against him. Right. And yet in the end, still entrusting ourselves to him. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, Psalm 43. You know, why are you cast down my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God, I will praise him still, my Savior, and my God. Both Psalm 42 and Psalm 43 referencing that line. Um, and how, you know, we can feel this sadness, but at the same time, I trust you, Lord, even in the midst of my sadness. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're not denying the sorrow, the sadness. Mm-hmm. But in that, despite that, we're trusting ourselves to God. Correct, correct, correct. So that still comes. So the passions are ordered towards action. Um, there's all sorts of ways of what that can look like. Mm-hmm. What should we do? What can we do? What sort of action should we take then? If it's not just to, to you know stay stay in the state of perpetual outrage. Think global, act local. <laughs> You know, it's yeah. a cliche, it's kind of a line, it's probably maybe from a certain mentality, but I think there's actually, I mean, there's a certain truth and goodness to that, right? Uh, to, to address ourselves, our own state of disarray, uh, be the change you wish to be in the world, um, but also then to, to address what's in front of us. Right. And so I think that's, that's the first place where this action has to start. You know, I may not have the ability to control the Ferguson Police Department, uh, and I may not have the same problems of the city of Ferguson in my own town, but I do have local and real problems to deal with that need the response of faith and virtue, that need the response of a Christian uh, seeking to have Jesus within his life. So that that's where, I mean, to me, this is, you know, the the the, the um, information so readily available at hand, right. the, reality, the internet, 24-hour news channels i can find out almost instantaneously what goes happen on the literally the other side of the world right and if it bleeds it, it leads right right, right. right. we hear about it. right so we hear the outrageous things more often because they know it's going to get viewers and retweets and whatever yep. else that they make their money off. and so in but also in the church world we hear what, what, what a priest or bishop or sister x y playing or Z a guitar did, and a homily all, yeah all that yeah and 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 so we see it but I can't control that. No, I can't. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can. Or probably not. I mean, you might be. I mean, Pope Francis might be listening to this. Right. Yeah, maybe. Right. Maybe. Right. Maybe. I mean, you never know. Yeah, you never know. 
Your Holiness? Yeah. How you doing? Hi. <laughs> Come over to South Dakota as long as you're in the uh, United States in September. We'd love to have you at Pope Pius XII Newman Center. <laughs> I don't know if I have the right to extend that invitation. Though. Probably Bishop not. Swain would yeah. back me up on that. Future father might edit this podcast. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, you, we, 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 I, we can pray. If nothing, and that is important. I mean, but we'll talk right, about right that. where we need to break. Yeah. Um, but but other than that, again, the idea of sphere of influence, sphere of control. Right. Most of the things that people get outraged about are outside their sphere of control. And I think that's why there's part of that attractiveness to outrage for ourselves, for me, because well, I'd rather be outraged about this other thing that I can't actually do anything about than actually face the thing I need to face in front of me because I'm kind of afraid and terrified and frustrated by the thing that's in front of me. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Thanks be to God. The church has an answer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so what do we do? Well, we do 14 things. 14 things? 14 things. 14, do these simple 14 these the, things. 14 proven steps to yes. change the world. You know, there's this whole science of like how to write uh, like uh, advertisements for articles yes. and things yes. like that online. Um, oh my goodness. It's, it's, you know, but like, you know, five things you'll never have to do again, but should, yeah. you know, happily uh, ever after. You know, follow these secrets. 14 proven effective strategies, guides, steps, tips. Yeah. Pick, fill in the blank. I never thought I'd find myself doing this, yeah. but dot, dot, dot. You'll have <laughs> to find out in the next episode of Ignition with the... No. We have we, time. We, we have plenty of time. We have plenty of time. Plenty of time. So we're talking about the corporal work and spiritual works of mercy. We're talking about the answer to... Outrage! Mercy. 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 And not mercy like divorce from truth, not mercy. Because actually, we could confuse mercy as another feeling of pity. Yep. Right. Great point. Yeah. So we could say, oh my goodness, that's so hard. Oh my gosh. That's not necessarily mercy. Right. That's just, again, a feeling that's not action. Yep. It's not because uh, mercy is love, and love is in the will, and love is choice. Yep. Oh, I never thought about that. Wow. But I mean, because like, what, what was. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I know. Sorry, light bulb. And maybe you've thought about this. You, I'm sure you've thought about I've this. I've waited to hear what you're going to say. <laughs> but like, I mean, one of the great heresies of our day is the disruption of love. That we reduce love to the emotion, emotion. the feeling. Oh, wow. I just, you know, why do birds suddenly appear? Anyways, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. trying to illustrate this for our listeners. I know. You're doing a good job. You know, uh, Ignition is a yes, oracular uh, forum. <laughs> But uh, so so one of the great errors of our day is love. We confuse love with emotion and mercy is love. And so it makes sense that when we talk about mercy and Pope Francis teaches about mercy, one of the things for our Western ears is we have to we be careful. We hear emotions. Right. And that's not yeah. what he's talking about yeah. at all. Yep. yep. Uh, one of your good friends, one of the priests of our diocese, Father Scott Trainer, has, I love his, you know, sort of definition of mercy, love poured out on misery. Yeah. I love the connection between mercy and misery. Yep. Miserere nobis yep. in Latin, right? Yep. And our English word misery, yep. that, which provokes mercy. Yep. 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 So it's just love. It's it's a love is a choice. Mercy is a choice. It's not about how if I feel hmm. sadness or pity towards yeah. this person, I choose to love them in I this feel so bad state. For you. Exactly. Right. No, it doesn't matter what I feel. Thanks. I'm going to have mercy on your soul. Right. Right. So. Well, our time for the seven. <laughs> so we said 14 steps. So there's seven uh, corporal works of mercy and corporal. seven spiritual works of mercy. The corporal works of mercy have to do with the body. Nice. Did you hear that? Over there? I yeah, did. Okay. I yeah, did yeah, hear yeah. that. 
uh, the corporate works of mercy and the spiritual works of mercy, how we do acts of mercy towards someone's spiritual life. Yep. Yep. So, so real quickly, want to run through them? We have time. Sprint or jog? Um, let, let's give the, the, the 50,000 foot view and say how close we get. Sounds good. So first of all, we have, uh, the seven corporal works of mercy, which deal with the body, which is number one, to feed the hungry. Number two, to give drink to the thirsty. Number three, to clothe the naked. Fourthly, to harbor the harborless or give shelter to those who don't have shelter. Thank you. I was going to know harbors around here. Um, Mm. Number five, to visit the sick. That's a pretty good fog. It was. To visit the sick. Uh, Number six, to ransom the captive or visit those in prison. And number seven, to bury the dead. To bury the dead. Corporal work of mercy. I remind my uh, college students of that from time to time when maybe I don't have a daily mass because I've got a funeral. Yep. I say, you know, if you want to go to daily mass, go to a funeral mass and pray for the deceased. It's a corporal and also a spiritual, spiritual work of mercy. So. so the spiritual works of mercy. Right. So these are actions of mercy towards someone's life of the spirit. Right. Right. Yeah. So number one, to instruct the ignorant. Uh-huh. Thanks. Number two, to counsel the doubtful. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Number three, to admonish the sinner. Yeah, that's a tough one, right? Well, that's where the outrage, though. I think people like, I'm admonishing the sinner here, people. Yeah, I don't know. That's really, because I mean, uh, you can't do like a general, I mean, it's kind of like, it's, it's classroom, uh, uh, classroom, what do you call it? classroom discipline 101. You have to know your students' names to get an, uh, a result. Amen. Hey, you guys sit, sit down. You over there. Don't do that. You have to have a relationship. Tommy, sit down. Relationship with them. Right. Uh, number fourth, to bear wrongs patiently. Oh, really? Yeah. Th- <laughs> that sounded like sarcasm, I not know, patience. I know. <laughs> You're right. Number five, to forgive offenses willingly. Yes. So that not begrudgingly like your six-year-old might. Yes. You know. uh, to comfort the afflicted. And finally, to pray for the living and for and mind you, that's spiritually afflicted. Yeah, right. Those who are yeah. spiritually afflicted, they're sad. They're in, you know they're uh, doing a great labor of love for their family. Maybe yep. you know they might have a, a adult child who's you know really in in desperate straits and difficult things, and they're pouring themselves out for them. So to to comfort them in that time. So Father, with a lot, and we touched on this with with uh, was it admonishing the sinner? You know, we mm-hmm. we've been talking a lot in our diocese about with evangelization happens best through relationships. Right. The spiritual works of mercy, not all of them, but many of them, in order for, for them to bear fruit, we need to have a cultivate a relationship with the people. And that's why I said, think global, act local. Yep. And so, really, I mean, you you can do these corporal spiritual works of mercy, but they have to be done on that neighborhood level, parish level, family level, the people that you're encountering day to day, the people in your workplace. Because they're all done. I mean, again, mercy, love. I'm cho- I'm doing these things out of love for you, not out of indi- merely out of indignation right. or out of outrage, because I love you. Right, and that's a call for us. Now, they might not receive it as an act of love, and but you can't control how they receive right, things. Right, you, you can, can control like- how you do it. Right. The spirit with which you do it. Right. And so then there's a call. And that's one of the reasons we don't like these things because it calls for a purification on our part. So I'm just talking to a random person on the internet. I can be outraged. Yep. Yep. Person to person, a little bit harder to do. Much. Great episode, Father. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org or tweet to us, sfdiocese, hashtag ignition, with any thoughts, questions, or topics for future episodes. Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. 
Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.